What's going on, listeners? Welcome back to Matt Goes to the Movies. You've seen the episode title. We're here to talk about Spiral from the Book of Saw, the ninth entry in the Saw franchise, and one that hopes to breathe new life into the Saw franchise with a turn in directors and characters. Chris Rock actually produced this, and when I first heard that, I was genuinely excited for this movie to come out. I've always been a fan of the Saw franchise, regardless of its ups and downs. Some people would say more downs than ups. I was a fan of Jigsaw when that kind of reinvented and retconned a little bit, but still acted as somewhat of a legacy film. But with Spiral... It takes place well after Jigsaw is dead and gone, reinvents the wheel in some way, and in many ways pays homage to Saw. So if you are a first-time listener and this episode is the first thing that you hear, welcome. Uh, I hope that you like this and you want to hit that subscribe button and see what else Matt Goes to the Movies has uh, that might interest you. If you're a repeat listener, welcome back. So to get right into it, Spiral from the Book of Saw. We're going to start off with the teaser trailer portion of this show. Now what that is, is that's two minutes where I do not give spoilers on this movie at all. It's a two-minute teaser trailer, just like in the movies, to give my initial thoughts upon viewing this movie. And I can't help but to think when I think of this, when I talk about this movie... To think about the fact that Spiral from the Book of Saw was my first theater experience in over a year and a half. Uh, I live in New York State in the Buffalo area, just to give listeners a little bit of insight if you don't know that about me from previous episodes, and theaters were shut down due to COVID-19. They opened very, very briefly, but in that time I did not get to go and see anything, so when the theaters open back up and, you know, allowed about half capacity, uh, right now they're a little bit further than that. But when this first opened, yeah, this was my first experience in a year and a half of the theater. So when I thought about this movie, I can't help but think about the theater experience. And it certainly helped my liking of this movie. But all in all, this is, I feel, a very good entry into the Saw franchise. I feel that it invents um, a couple of new things to go off of. It makes me want to see a follow-up to this movie. And I think Chris Rock did a very good job. There is some familiar Saw aspects. There's one very new aspect to Saw, which ties into the actual Hello Zep theme, which I thoroughly enjoyed how they place the music differently than we're used to in Saw movies. And I felt like this is a really good direction where this could continue. There are a couple things I don't like, which I'll get into in the spoilers section. But for all intents and purposes, this is a really good entry into the franchise. So I'm excited to get into spoilers. And that's what we're going to do. This is going to end the teaser trailer portion. So right now, if you haven't seen Spiral and you clicked on this link, but you do not want to be spoiled, uh, pause the episode because (laughs) here we go, going into spoiler territory. And with that, from the teaser trailer, 
we go to our next segment that is called From the Seat to the Screen. And in this segment, I talk about what works in the movie and what doesn't work. And I'd like to get out of the way what doesn't work in this movie because I feel there's a few minor things. Uh, but to me, there's a lot more that works than doesn't. So what doesn't work is the killer's voice. If you've watched Saw, if you watch Jigsaw, you know that Tobin Bell, with the voice recording, who plays John Kramer, a.k.a. Jigsaw, has a very distinct voice. And that recording has, in horror films, become pretty iconic to a lot of fans of this series. And that is something that they get away from in this movie, which does not work at all. The voice is very, very unintimidating, and I understand that they are trying to do something different, and I'm not suggesting that they had to use exactly John Kramer's voice, but the choice that they did make is very ineffective. It does not breed any sort of terror, and I just can't imagine if this movie goes on that they would use that again. I feel that they would look back on this and they would change that. So right off the bat, that is one thing that does not work. One of the other things that doesn't work about this is one of the ways that it stays true to Saw and that Jigsaw got away from is the shaky cam during the traps. Jigsaw took a more subtle approach an outwards camera and didn't really just shake the screen to blur images and give that rapid eye movement or sense of danger. I really appreciated that about Jigsaw. I thought it helped you understand what was going on better. Not that you, in a sense, didn't know what was happening with the traps, but it just gave you a better sense of dread, and I felt like it en it encapsulated you into the trap more having that steady cam. In Spiral, they go back to the shaky cam, and I feel like it doesn't work. Um, granted, it is true to Saw. It, you know, paid homage to what's come before it, but after seeing it taken away in Jigsaw, I realized how much I actually appreciated the decision to go with the different camera work. That is one of the other things that I feel doesn't work about this movie. And I'm going to be honest, that's about it. I really, really enjoy this movie. So I'm going to get into what works. Number one, Chris Rock. Fantastic job. I was really excited when he was announced as being a part of this movie because I like the idea, and we've seen it so many times before, where someone who is not known for this type of genre or you know, whether it be horror or comedy or action, has stepped in and knocked it absolutely out of the park. You have seen it with Jordan Peele. You have seen it with John Krasinski. These guys are absolutely nailing this genre. And I think Chris Rock, after at least this movie, has earned that right as well. I feel he did a fantastic job. He gave you characters that I actually cared about and was interested in in the Saw franchise which realistically the first you know seven eight movies you cared about John Kramer if you like these movies I think you were you know you cared about Dr. Gordon in the first one and then my opinion they they missed the boat whatever reasons before finally bringing him back in seven 
But other than that, there wasn't a lot that you could really sink your teeth into with the other characters. Hoffman, I didn't really care for. You know, it just didn't work for me. Yes, I liked some of the surprises in those movies, and some of them I liked more than others, but you never really got into the characters. I did here. I liked Chris Rock's character. I liked the fact that he was a lone wolf in the police station because of what he did and ratted out a fellow cop. I think there were some really good real-life issues presented in this movie that are happening in society today. I thought it handled them very well. It made me care about Chris and his character trying to do the right thing and be a good cop and you know, not having anybody have his back. You get introduced to his partner in this movie, who I also thought was very good. I liked the little conversations that they had, and he talks about, you know, his partner having a wife and how, yeah, get ready, there's, you know, um, you know, I, I'm i going to butcher the line, but he says something about 300 Tuesdays don't mean one Saturday when you're in a marriage, and I think there's some truth to that, um, but you genuinely cared about the characters. Samuel Jackson is in this movie, he plays Chris Rock's father. I thought he was good. Does he have a huge role? No, but it's always cool to see him. Their father-son relationship was interesting. The reason why the police force didn't like him was interesting. It all worked together and actually made you care along the way. And another thing that works, and it took me some time to wrap my head around this, but the more I thought about it, and as the days passed, and I just said, wow, I really like that. If you've seen a Saw movie, you know that one of the big things is the surprise reveal. And that theme, Hello Zep hits, and we find out there's something that we didn't see, and here's what's really going on. And that music starts playing, and I get pumped hearing it because I love that. Here, when we find out who the killer is, there's no twist. It's right in your face, and he's standing right in front of you. And in this movie, the killer is Chris Rock's partner. And it makes sense. The reason he wants to destroy the police force is because it was corrupt. The corrupt police force is the reason that his father was murdered because he was going to snitch on a police officer that he saw murder a suspect. And the reason they're tied together is Chris Rock reported to the scene and protected this kid and turned in his partner. So when Chris Rock follows the clues to get to Jigsaw's, well, the new Jigsaw's location, he's standing right out in the open and he explains his plan and says that he wants Chris to join him. I heard a lot of people talk about how this didn't work. I think it works fantastic because, again, this in this movie, he didn't want to fool Chris. He is, at this point, fully on board with bringing him in. He wants him to be a part of this. Where the twist comes in and where the Hello Zep theme comes is at the end because the twist is he has got Chris's father, played by Samuel Jackson, who I mentioned, and the cops bust in the door, 
and they're trying to break, you know, they're trying to break into where they are and the music starts playing and he's using Samuel Jackson's character as a puppet. He's connected to IVs. He's draining blood from him. But as the music is blaring and hitting its peak, he is pulled up with guns attached to his hands, which the cops identify as a threat because they don't know who it is. And the ending of this movie is Samuel Jackson being shot and killed by the police because they think he's a threat while Chris Rock watches on. And as his father is being killed, the new Jigsaw escapes from an elevator hatch and looks at him and gives him the finger to the lips, which is exactly what Chris Rock did when he was a kid so that he could protect him. I felt that this landed amazing. For me, it worked. I loved that he wasn't going to hide who he was, but he needed to test if Chris Rock's character was behind him 100%. And when he finds out he's not, he pulls the final trigger on his plan, so to speak, and gets away. It's very well done. Again, just in my opinion, it's executed well. The music change from Hello Zep is also a very wise decision. That works amazing. I love it. It makes me very interested in a sequel to this, which I've heard is definitely on the table. I've also heard that there's a sequel maybe to this and a sequel to Jigsaw because there's different anthologies that they can talk about inside people who want to follow John Kramer. There's a reference to it in Jigsaw where there's basically like a cult of Jigsaw where there's fans on the dark web that worship this guy. I would be interested to see either one. I'm very interested to see if we can get more of this Spiral franchise, and I hope we do. Now moving on, from seat to screen, we go to From the Lobby. Now, From the Lobby, for new listeners, this is where I talk about my least favorite scene, my favorite scene, and then if it's a franchise like Spiral is, it's part of Saw, where does it rank? How do I feel that this fits in? What's my rating system for it? So I'm going to start with my least favorite scene in Spiral, and really... It's kind of a combination of the actual trap scenes because, as I mentioned earlier, we get the traditional saw, saw shake cam. And I, I just cannot get it out of my head how it was better in Jigsaw with having the action, so to speak, pulled back. So anytime that there is one of these traps on screen, it is a little hard to get into because of the fact that that shaky cam and that you know, eye blur and everything is very, very dominant. So it takes away from what's supposed to be one of the big parts of the movie. Does it hurt, you know, the film to a halt? Absolutely not. I really thoroughly enjoy this movie. Is it something I wish they will change and spiral? Absolutely. So anytime that is on screen, uh, that is one of my least favorite things about this movie. Now, my favorite scene is absolutely the ending 
where it's revealed who Jigsaw, like who the new Jigsaw-esque person is, and the reveal with Chris Rock's father, Samuel Jackson. Again, everything about this from the start where he tells him who he is to taking him through the test to the ending works. I actually felt an emotion towards this ending, towards Chris Rock's struggle, and how he must have been feeling with maybe the struggle of, yeah, this system has screwed me over too. This guy is trying to correct it. Maybe I should be a part of this. I feel like they actually portrayed some real struggle in the thought of this character of whether or not he should do something like this. I think it works really well. It's absolutely my favorite scene of the movie. And as far as franchise appeal... Spiral from the Book of Saw is actually my second favorite Saw film, just behind the first Saw. I feel that this is an excellent movie. It brings the franchise back to relevance. I thought Jigsaw did a pretty good job, but I feel like Spiral is a worthy is a worthy successor to the Saw franchise. If you like this, you know, if you don't like these movies, you're not going to care either way. I don't really think this is going to change your opinion. But if you like these movies, I think you will really appreciate what this brings to the table. So like I said, in terms of the franchise, this is my second favorite movie behind the original Saw, which I still think is such an underrated hit in the in the horror genre. I think it did some really great things, and I don't think it gets enough credit for how clever it was. But in terms of a ranking, on Macos the Movies, we use reels. And I give this movie four out of five reels. I thoroughly enjoy it. I thoroughly recommend it. There's some great performances. There's a great twist that's not where you expect the twist to be. It changes up that formula. It changes up the iconic placing of the theme music. Again, the killer's voice absolutely does not work. It's very unintimidating. Hopefully they change that. But from start to finish... I was really captured by this movie. I would see it again in a heartbeat. And I certainly hope to see more from Spiral from the Book of Saw. I really hope that we get more entries because I think Chris Rock did a fantastic job. I hope he's given the opportunity to come back and we can see this story continue. So that's going to be all from Matt Goes to the Movies. Again, if you're a first-time listener... Thanks for clicking on the link. It's much appreciated. Hopefully you've enjoyed this episode. You want to check out more, hit subscribe. Look at some of the other stuff that we've got to offer. We've done an episode on The Dark Knight. There's a Star Wars recap of all nine Skywalker films. A lot here to look for in Matt Goes to the Movies and a lot coming up. There's a Tom Cruise marathon starting with Minority Report, uh, going through Oblivion. The Last Samurai, Top Gun, and leading up to Top Gun Maverick, one of my most anticipated movies for 2021, which I'm really excited for. All of the show notes, anywhere that you would need to interact with Matt Goes to the Movies is going to be in the bio for this episode. Click on the links, Facebook, Instagram. You can leave a review on Podchaser. That certainly helps. And again, thanks for listening. This has been a fun episode. And we'll see you real soon on Matt Goes to the Movies.